North Idaho News of the Week is brought to you in part by Evergreen Realty, commercial and residential property listings. Online at evergreen-realty.com. Good morning. You've tuned in to North Idaho News of the Week. I'm Jack Peterson here with Chris Bessler. As per usual, on December 22nd of 2023, our second to last uh, Friday of the year. And uh, we're joined this morning by Max Oswald, the sports editor from the Bonner County Daily Bee, uh, with a little winter sports update for you as well. Good morning to you, Chris. Good morning, Jack. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, It is... Have, is today the solstice or was no? The, the solstice was yesterday. Okay. Specifically, it was at seven twenty-seven p.m. Mm-hmm. And um, I was outside by a roaring fire, drinking mm-hmm. some brandy about that time. <laughs> so I was at a little winter solstice party. Nice. Actually, I'm kind of feeling it today. So <laughs> oh, a little, a little sluggish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, well, we have we have turned the corner, though. We are now the days are now starting to get longer, which. I, I'm remembering that about a week ago, I was uh, Jim, Jim Healy left for the day and said, told me to have a good night. And I looked at the clock, and it was 3.15 in the afternoon. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's almost dark. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, uh, but, but Max is here, too. And, and good morning to you, Max. How are you doing this morning? Morning, Jack. Doing good. Yourself? Good. I'm doing pretty well. Good. Yeah. Uh, let's run down the news before we talk about, uh, get, get into more detail with the sports, uh, and what's going on with the teams at the various high schools in our area. Um, the big headline I would say is the new code of conduct that was approved at the Bonner County Board of Commissioners. Um, this is going to change the way that meetings are run, uh, there. Those meetings oftentimes do get pretty heated contentious and they can last yeah they get rockets that's right and they can last for quite a while this will the the goal is i suppose to try and um restore a little more civility to those meetings and uh how successful that will be i guess remains to be seen um we can go over what those rules are in depth and uh, a little later on uh here in sandpoint city the city council approved some changes to the city county multimodal transportation plan at the city council meeting. They are eliminating truck routes on first, first Avenue, Pine street and superior, uh, changing Pine street to, or the Pine street where it is currently a one way at between fourth and fifth will go back to being a two way street back, back to it was, it was that, that's the Many single one block, yeah. yeah. Right. So that that one block will go will become a two way, and a traffic light is planned to be installed there at the intersection of uh, Pine and Fifth, moving it from its current location at Church and yeah. Fifth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's think- going to be an, a kind of a it's really not a very big change, only affecting that block, but it's going to be a pretty big change for drivers. For yeah, yeah. for <clears throat> for the motorist, it will be noticeable um 
Also, in traffic change news, the Idaho Transportation Department has revealed some pretty major uh, plans for changes to the Highway 95, particularly in Sagal, where it looks like they plan to continue that uh, the four-way uh, four-way lane with frontage roads as it is as you get closer to Coeur d'Alene. That would be continuing all the way to the Long Bridge with overpasses and interchanges at the major intersections with those cross streets rather than um, just turning onto Highway 95. So kind of changing the changing the character of the highway as we know it now to more of a, I mean, well, more of a highway, I guess, rather than it is sort of still used as, uh, to some extent, um, a just a, a a street for the residents down there. Mm-hmm. To, you know, there's lots of businesses and things along the along the way that would be moved to frontage roads. Uh, State Representative Mark Mark Souter has announced that he will seek a second term. He's for District One A, where mm-hmm. we broadcast from. He will be. Seeking a second term, and I am not aware of any challengers who have filed for his the, the, position. That at this point, they'd just be announcing that they're. Gonna, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I can pretty much guarantee you we will see a contested primary yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, up near Bonners Ferry, uh, there's a this the North Idaho Classical Academy, which has been kind of in the works they've been fundraising around here for a while but they just gained state approval to open uh, a location in Bonners Ferry in 2025 that would be a uh, I believe both a primary and secondary school I mean a you know an elementary and a high high school there Um, the Idaho contraceptive education network put out a press release announcing their existence basically they have uh they have formed with a goal of preserving and expanding access to contraception in Idaho through education um, and parking. Winter parking has the rules were under discussion at the Sandpoint City Council meeting and uh, continues to be a little bit of a hot button issue. It was something that you would read about in the editorial pages and now it has made it as at least as far as City Hall is something that People are discussing a little, uh, seemingly, some. there's some some uh, pushback against the enforcement of those rules, especially during this winter of very little snow so far. People are wondering whether those rules should really be so strictly enforced when there aren't any plows to call for people to move their cars. Yeah, there's no snow mm-hmm. happening so far, yeah. which is kind of unusual. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And you've seen some, yeah, uh, the, the editorial pages of, I think, The Bee and The Reader have both, uh, there's been some back and forth about the winter parking rules here in Sandpoint, where I think it's the odd side of the street you can't park on at all during the winter months, mm-hmm. and that's... And, anyway, pe- and people yeah. are getting ticketed if they park there, yeah, even though there's not much snow out. Yeah. Um, I could, let's see. Oh, uh, Brad Smith, by the way. I'll just mention that um, the that Brad Smith, who has been the Idaho Conservation League North Idaho director for some years and has been a frequent guest on this radio station, um, is named 
the new conservation director for the statewide organization. Um, I'm not sure if that means he's got to go to Boise or not, but either way, it's a he'll be taking on a more prominent role in the statewide conservation. Yeah, I didn't see that either, but I bet he will still be based in Sandpoint. Stick around, <clears throat> yeah. They are a statewide organization. They like to spread, you know, from north to south with mm-hmm. their staff people. Um, before I go back and go just run down that list of new, the, co- the rules uh, at the Potter County Commission, uh, did, I, did I miss any major news items? <laughs> well, there haven't been re- what we would consider major news items happening, but a mm-hmm. couple other things. The uh, uh, folks that are promoting the Open Primaries Initiative announced that they've secured 50,000 signatures. Their goal is to get 100,000. Mm-hmm. And they need a, they need somewhat less than that, uh, but they need to to actually get on the ballot, but they yeah. have to be uh, you know qualified, verified signatures, so they have to shoot yeah. high on that. Um, so they're halfway to their their uh, goal, and they have till April to do that. So that is looking like it is moving along for them. Also, the um, Lake Ponderé School District's uh, Long Range Facility Planning Committee has been meeting, uh, and yeah. so they're they're uh, laying groundwork to come up with a comprehensive plan for district buildings, <clears throat> um, which some of them are in poor repair. Uh, yes. And the rub here is that uh, fixing these things is going to cost a lot of money. So they're going to have to not mm-hmm. only identify and lay out a plan for re- fixing or replacing some school buildings, but uh, also how are we going to pay for it? <clears throat> um, and the state actually is supposed to be able to contribute more because they've, state's been doing very well with its uh, uh, tax revenue collection. They're kind of, state's kind of a wash in, in, uh, in money. And then there was an interesting story. You probably didn't see it, Jack, but um, that grizzly bears have been getting killed along rain, uh, train tracks. <clears throat> you know what? I actually, I did see that because it, uh, yeah, it caught, the headline caught my eye. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Trains are killing drunken grizzly bears. What they do is the yeah. bears come down along the tracks, specifically the line that runs um, along the northern tier to Sandpoint, um, the BNSF line, and um, the bears are eating grain that spills out of grain cars coming yeah. from the Midwest, and it, that stuff ferments, so the bears actually get intoxicated uh-huh. <laughs> from, from eating this fermented grain, and so... Uh, sometimes they'll pass out right on the right on the uh, train tracks, and then a train will come along and and kill the bear. So um, there's it, some groups are kind of raising awareness about that, and they're asking the trains to take some steps to um, stop running over grizzly bears, right. dr- drunk grizzly I, bears. I what I didn't see in that article was like, is there no way of containing? The grain, so there's not just piles of fermenting grain along the side of the well. That, that that's part of what they're yeah. they're asking uh, them to do. They're asking mm-hmm. them to reduce train speeds around curves and canyons that don't have escape routes for bears, mm-hmm. um, and have warning systems as well that might, you know, during certain areas of the train tracks might kind of warn bears that yeah. trains are coming. Uh, or even using electrified um, mats mm-hmm. uh, during in some spots where the you know their bears are uh, getting killed. So, anyways, kind of an interesting aside that you wouldn't see reported 
in other parts of the country because uh, we're <laughs> one of the few parts that have drunken bears on train tracks. That's true. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, the that that was interesting. Uh, that that long term planning committee article was uh, was also very good. By the way, the the in the B, I think Evie Seberg wrote that one with I don't know some de- some details on what uh, what challenges the uh, the facilities in our area face. Um, standing rules for meetings of the Bonner County Board of Commissions commissioners. There's Number one, all items to be agendized for the regularly scheduled business meeting will follow the Bonner County Commissioner meeting agenda or Bonner County Central Committee meeting agenda, committee, uh, county commissioners meeting agenda. Yeah, so words (laughs) to that effect. Uh, Meeting agenda (laughs) submission procedure. Action items without an attached memorandum with written motion will not be considered. The chair presides over meeting and will conduct meetings in accordance with state statute, county ordinance, and the standing rules. The chair is responsible for enforcing the rules and designating who is to speak at any given time. The sergeant-at-arms will assist with enforcing the rules. All remarks will be addressed through the chair to include the BOCC, elected officials, and their deputies, employees, and members of the public. There will be no debate on discussion items or motions without a second. Debate on all motions will be limited to twice per speaker and five minutes per time. Debate can be extended or limited by a majority vote of the BOCC. Remarks will be confined to the merits of the pending question or the motion. Remarks will be germane to the motion on the floor. When a question or motion is pending, the proposed motion, not the member, is the subject of debate. Personal or ad hominem attacks will be considered out of order. Under no circumstances will attacks against a member or their motivation be considered appropriate. Debate against or for the mer- the question or motion must be confined to the merits of the motion. Any ruling of the chair can be appealed and overturned with a majority vote. And the National Association of Counties, the right way to run a meeting guide is the reference for meeting norms. These rules are not and cannot be the totality of all BOCC activity. Federal law, state law, and relevant county ordinances may also be applicable to BOCC matters. I guess the the one that caught my eye there was the rules against um, motivation and ad, ad hominem attacks being a subject for debate uh, and will be ruled out of order. I think there's been there has been an issue with that to some extent people questioning yeah ma- making more personal attacks rather than yeah they're not addressing just the, the issues issue. but they're yeah. attacking the uh individuals yeah um, and whether that will be something that can be enforced or not it will be well remains to be seen i'm sure it will be <laughs> it'll be attempted attempted yeah. and, and imperfect um, yeah. and uh hopefully this new set of rules will help them conduct their meetings a little more yeah, keep uh, time efficiently. Yeah, and keep tempers so, in check a little bit, maybe. Because it, it's it's been a, 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 a kind of a long saga there of mm-hmm. of uh, discord in the county. Yeah. So. Hey, well, yeah, we have a call. Oh, we got a caller. <laughs> thanks, thanks for calling. We'll uh, talk after we're off the air, <laughs> yeah. folks. Um, but let's talk about mm-hmm. sports for a while. Can we have uh, Max? 
with us from the Daily Bee. Mm -hmm. um, Max, what I observe is that the the uh, girls' basketball team is ripping it up. They are. Yeah, 9-1, uh, 3-0 conference record so far. A lot to say. Um, just a very electric team. And um, last night they were playing against Grangeville, who's undefeated, at pulling amongst the top in a two-way. And uh, we were down 19 at one point in the game, came back, won in overtime. And, wow, I mean, I've been to a couple games up here at home, and, you know, this team's definitely going to go on a run. We're currently... Polling at second in the state in 4A behind Shelley. Shelley is undefeated so far this year, looking very good. Um, but I think we'll we'll give him a run. Um, hmm. Led by, of course, Elias Strock and Carly Banks, both seniors. Um, leading scorers this year. Strock's averaging about 18. Banks, about 16. And then third and fourth scores for Sandpoint are two freshmen. It's Brecken Meyer and Jordan Tomko. Tomko's averaging about 13. And Meyer about 10, so we're having four players averaging in double digits. Um, even recently, uh, the girls played against Kellogg. We were missing four players, Strock, Banks, Laybourne, who's a very good role player off the bench, she's a junior, and uh, Demi Driggs. Uh, we were missing all four of those players. Driggs mm -hmm. is also a starter, very big contributor. And we still beat Kellogg yeah. by four. Yeah. And, and Kellogg's a very good team in 3A. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a lot of depth uh, for Sandpoint Girls Basketball, and looking at the rest of the schedule, um, don't want to jinx anything, but I think there's a good chance the team wins out uh, heading into uh, districts and then the state tournament. Um, and so, and they're the defending state champs Yes. Uh, right now. Uh, did they play Shelley last year? They did, 69-65. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we won that one. Yeah, so, so it, uh, I'm sure Shelley's looking for revenge this year if they... If it comes down to that in the playoffs, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm not sure if we'll see them um, in the bracket we're in at the East Idaho Holiday Tournament down in Idaho Falls. That is where the team will be the 27th through the 29th opening play against Madison, who's very solid for a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who who is the uh, the polling? body that you referenced there? The polling is done by um, IdahoSports.com. And it's actually voted on by the state's coaches. Oh, so okay. Oh, kind of like a kind of like a legitimate poll, very legitimate. Right. And the state's coaches thought that uh, who who was number one? Shelley. Shelley's currently receiving all of the seven first place votes. Uh, a couple hmm. weeks ago, we were receiving three of the first place votes, but hmm. um, after the loss to Lake City, yeah. and Shelley continues to dominate, they yeah. they're receiving the first place. Yeah. Yeah, but Lake City's a five A. It's a larger school. Than, yeah, La Lake hmm. City's very good. Our you know our only loss to Lake City. I think we lost by around I think thirty two. And uh, Lake City's pulling at the top for five A um, yeah. girls. Um, we did also have to mention we did beat Coeur d'Alene fifty three forty nine at home. Huge win. Coeur d'Alene also among the top in the state. Huh. We also beat Lewiston, who's also five A. Pretty dominant in a. Mm -hmm. Went over Post Falls, so mm -hmm. very good against 5A this year. Um, have you been going to the, the games? Do you go to many of them, all of them, I've been some at of them? every home girls game, and mm -hmm. I've only missed one of the boys' games so far mm -hmm. yeah. at home. Cool. So the boys, it looks like they're 4-4 four and four so far. 4-4 four four and four for yeah. the boys. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, that that's pretty good. I think last year we only had four wins at... 
you know, the time of the end of the season came around. So boys programs looks really solid this year. Um, just got a win yesterday over Kellogg, uh, 18 point win. Uh, both those games that I referenced, uh, Grangeville for the girls and Kellogg for the boys. Those were played in Moscow at ICCU arena last night. Heard it was a really, really cool experience for the teams and, uh, something that they got a lot out of. Um, boys four and four. I know we have wins over Priest River, uh, Timberlake, and um, uh, in the beginning of the year we beat East Valley by a large margin. Uh, I think it was twenty one points. Uh, even in a loss to Coeur d'Alene, there's only one senior this year. His name is Parker Childs. Uh, in that loss to Coeur d'Alene, he had twenty eight points and six three pointers. He had twenty five last night versus Kellogg. Wow. Um, <laughs> Even when he had a kind of a rough shooting night versus Priest River, uh, he still had, I think, six assists in that game. So he's doing a little bit of everything. Uh, junior Emmerich, Emmerich Jones is averaging about double digits this year. Um, I think he's around 10. And uh, he's a very good... Uh, I want to call him a small forward, but I think for the high school level, probably more of a do it, you know, everything from small mm -hmm. forward to center. Mm -hmm. um, and there's also two freshmen in the starting lineup. Uh Derek Chamberlain, uh, who's definitely what you would consider a center. The other night, I can't remember who was it who it was against, but he had 14 points, 11 rebounds, five blocks. Yeah, uh, really good line for a double, freshman. Double there, yeah, nice. <laughs> and then um, Knox Williams, also a freshman, uh, he had seven last night for his Kellogg. Mm -hmm. He he's been uh, running things at point guard. Mm -hmm. But uh, over overall, um, I'm expecting the boys to get it two, three, four more wins this year, and they, they should be really competitive in district play. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, what are the, Let's see. Swimming is a winter sport? Is that right? Swimming is <laughs> is done. Oh, okay. uh, it was in the fall. It's kind of yeah. like it starts late fall and it ends the latest. Yeah. But I'm not sure if we had a chance to talk about swimming last time we were on here. I, I don't think, I think I don't we think mentioned it, but I don't think it was <clears throat> yeah. in progress, maybe. I don't know. Um, Girls did win the state championship, so right, it's yeah, pretty that's, big. That's a pretty big yep. deal. That's was really. that's kind of what I was thinking about there. Mm -hmm. um, cool, yeah. That was so the wrestling's interesting because it's now girls and boys, right? Yeah, still considered co-ed at the moment, um, <clears throat> but we do have our own separate boys and girls teams that compete. Lots to talk about with wrestling. Uh, really, I really do love love the program that Sandpoint has. No, there's been a couple coaches in and out, but I think uh, Josh Radigan as the boys coach and Valerie Johansson as a girls coach, uh, I think they're doing great things up at the high school. And yeah, I, I want to start with the girls because they, they've been having a lot of success in recent tournaments. They were second at a, a tournament in Lakeland out of 13 teams, and they tied Bonners Ferry for first at the George Wilde Invite at Kellogg. Um, at that invite in Kellogg, we had a wrestler named Izzy Stark at 126 pounds. She was named the most outstanding wrestler. Um, you know, every every week it seems that the girls' team has different uh, wrestlers winning their brackets. Different and, standouts, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool. Um, on the boys' side, you know, we also have some... We haven't been winning a lot of our duels, but, you know, we have some great athletes and... I know uh, Shane Sherrill is at 138 pounds, is currently ranked fourth in the state. Uh, I know, and I talked to him earlier, he's really looking to bring home a state championship this year. Um, been working really hard in the offseason. Um, 
great kid with a lot of motivation. I know uh, also as well, Andrew Duke at 126 pounds, currently ranked sixth. And uh, not currently in the rankings on IdahoSports.com, but uh, Jordan Tyler, um, I believe he finished third last year at 195. I think he's a, another favorite uh, yeah. to be amongst the top. So what is 195, that's like heavyweight. <laughs> 195, and then there's 220, okay, and then it's even more. Oh, wow. yeah. mm-hmm. heavyweight, and then that usually heavyweight's heavy. over 220. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and usually they're around two up upwards of 280, okay. 285. Wow. And uh, Gavin Walters is currently our top wrestler at heavyweight, and he he's been doing really well this season. Mm-hmm. Getting a, I think he's had a couple pins in the last couple of dual matches. So mm-hmm. he's a great uh, offensive lineman for the football team as well. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that. Uh, wow! I did, so two eighty five is like a. That's the. I didn't know that. At least weight for, classes went up that high. In at high least school. for tournaments, I believe yeah. it's around. It can be up to two eighty five. Wow! And I think the girls goes up to two thirty five. Yeah. Do Do they have a, a full? Uh, a, you know, wrestlers in each weight class for the girls. Yep. Yeah, we fill every weight class and and then some for the girls, and that we're one of the few teams in North Idaho that can do that. Probably the only other one is Bonners Ferry. Um, Post Falls might as well, but besides that, you know, the program that's being built um, for Sandpoint Girls Wrestling is it's pretty tremendous. Also, kind of to that effect, I w- want to talk about Sandpoint Girls Middle School Wrestling has thirty two girls wrestlers at the middle school level, which is the most in the entire state of Idaho. Wow. And they had enough wrestlers in the entire district this year um, between all regions to put on a tournament, district tournament. Sandpoint girls did win um, that tournament. I think they scored 230. And I forget what other middle school was second, but they only had 91. I think it might have been Canfield or Lakes or one of those, (laughs) but... yeah. Yeah, Sandpoint Girls Middle School Wrestling. Um, That's going to be big when they get into high school now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, and the boys as well, actually. Um, the Sandpoint Boys Middle School team just placed fourth at the state championship in Nampa. Is, is there a story behind why uh, girls wrestling at a young age is so popular around here? What, what do we attribute that to versus anywhere else in the state, you know? You know, that that's a good question. I know um, Honors Ferry mm-hmm. always had a, a lot of girls wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, dating back, for you know, on the high school level, dating back to just 2019, 2020, th- there was only three, three to five girls wrestlers on the yeah. high school team. Mm-hmm. I think there's about 16 to 18 right now. Huh. And um, why that is, um, I don't know if I can really e- explain it but I do know that the head girls coach, Valerie Johansson, mm-hmm. has been a great recruiter of the program. Mm-hmm. And uh, her daughter was one of the few wrestlers who wrestled at Sandpoint back in 2019, 2018. And mm-hmm. she ended up wrestling at, uh, I think it's called, pronounced Manoy State in North Dakota, South Dakota. Hmm. She also wrestled okay. at, at Corbin in Oregon. Uh-huh. And... Um, I think they've been two big pioneers of the program. Um, there's actually a girl who is the assistant coach who wrestled at Corbin as well. Can't think of her name off the top of my head, but um, she wrestled for Coeur d'Alene, and she was like a three-time state champ. So mm-hmm. she's over up here in Sandpoint mm-hmm. now, 
want to say your last name is Randall's. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If anyone's listening to this, they'll probably be yelling at me. But, um, you know, I think it's just come down to Valerie's recruitment, honestly. And, you know, she's really out here telling girls like, hey, you know, this is a sport you can do. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to be afraid of it. Like, you know, this is yeah. something you very much can do and I'm willing to help you get involved. And she's been kind of starting that up. And of course, she's told me the school district's been very supportive of it. And I think that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And those things get a momentum of their own. Some kids get involved. They have success. Their friends get recruited in because they see it's fun. And, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing, actually, isn't it? the way this program's grown here. Um, well, there's no, what, there's no hockey around here, right? No hockey. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. I could briefly go over Priest River Clark Fork for a second. Sure. And then, um, mm-hmm. go into mm-hmm. maybe, I have a couple updates about two college athletes from Sandpoint that are doing yeah. big things. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. go with, uh, Clark Fork, uh, Clark mm-hmm. Fork boys are currently receiving votes on IdahoSports.com for one of the top teams in the state. They're on the mm-hmm. outside looking in on the top five. Uh-huh. They have seven seniors on their roster uh, for the boys' basketball team this year. Wow. I think seven or six, but uh-huh. I think that's pretty uh, impressive for a school that graduates roughly 16 to 20 every year. You have yeah. seven boys' seniors on the team. And, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, there, there's some really good ball players. Uh-huh. I actually go over to uh, the filling station occasionally in Clark Fork and play some pickup uh, uh-huh. basketball with them. And uh-huh. man, they, they are good. They're four and two. Did lose uh-huh. last night by five to a Cordu Christ Academy team they beat earlier this year. Uh-huh. Um, but they, they just beat Molin by forty nine, and they beat Immaculate Exception Conception Academy by fifty four. Wow! So they've been on a roll. Uh-huh. Um, they have. Some really good players in Ethan and Owen Howard, who are brothers, senior and mm-hmm. a sophomore, and then Chase and Cole San, Ro- San Roman, who are twins. Mm-hmm. And uh, hmm. they also have a junior named Everett Montgomery and uh, senior Seth Cavan. They, they'll, they'll be really good. I really think they're gonna um, win. A, they're gonna win the district, and then um, hopefully the a state playing game and uh, be in that state tournament. So mm-hmm. seven seniors. Mm-hmm. That means they're going to get wiped out next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it will be interesting next yeah. year. I, mm-hmm. I hope uh, hope they make a really good run. They do have one good junior right now mm-hmm. who will definitely be the main focus for next year. But yeah, yeah for uh, going right into a Clark Fork girls, they're they're mm-hmm. two and seven this year, mm-hmm. but they do have um, they've lost a lot of close games. Lost to Genesis Prep by eight, Priest River by four. Um, they did lose to Priest River last night by uh, 17. Mm-hmm. But uh, they also have three really good seniors. Mm-hmm. They did beat Mullen by 29 mm-hmm. and um, Troy of Montana by 21. Mm-hmm. So they're, by, they're definitely favored to win the North Star League again in 1A. And uh, they got three seniors, Eloise Shelton, Lily Ruder, and Amari Prince. I know in the first game of the season, Amari Prince had a double double, and Lily Ruder just scored twenty the other night and lost to Wallace. So mm. they have some really good players over there. I, I think they'll definitely grab some more wins this season. It's huh. been, it's been fun to cover them. Cool. Um, yeah. what were you gonna say? Oh, the call. Or go ahead. I'll just say, say? A, yeah. I I don't get um mm-hmm. over to Priest River too much. Don't receive mm-hmm. too much. Uh, 
to drive in return. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, but I do know their girls are on a four game winning streak. Priest River girls in our seven and two this year. Ah. They have they have a really big um, team, really tall team as well. Huh. And um, they they at least ten. I feel like at least every time I see their box score, they have ten different players scoring every night. So. Hmm. Um, and they beat Clark Fork last night by 17, and they're on a roll. Um, beat Orfino by a point. Um, had a good game versus Genesis Prep when I was over there. I, I have been over at three of the games this year. Um, they also beat Newport by about 30, 35. So <laughs> they're looking yeah. good. Boys basketball, I am unsure of the Priest River boys basketball record, but... Um, I know they do have a couple wins. I know they beat Newport mm. by about 30 in their opener. And um, I know they have another. I uh, just can't think of it. But they came over here to Sandpoint. We were beating them by 30, 33. And uh, they came back in the second half. We only beat them by 12. They mm. do have some really good players. Um, mm-hmm. um, all younger players, sophomores Ian LaManna and Lucas Matthews. Um, they also have Palmer Coleman, who I believe is a junior. So... I think they're going to be really, really good next year. It's definitely a team to watch right now, though. They have some good mm-hmm. up-and-comers. Mm-hmm. A young team. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the... Uh, who's uh, who's playing at the college level? All right. Uh, I've been doing a college update in the B about every seven to ten days, updating mm-hmm. college athletes. We Between mm-hmm. Boundary and Bonner County, we have actually over 40 athletes competing on the next level. Mm-hmm. So, um, biggest news is Sandpoint offensive lineman Brandon Casey, who is a junior at the University of Montana. He will be playing in the FCS National Championship on January 7th. That's right, because Montana Mm -hmm. won last week. So Yep, Uh that'll be in Frisco, Texas versus South Dakota State. Um, It's on a Sunday, Sunday, January 7th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Okay, go Grizz. Yeah. Yes. They're they're Uh kind of one of our local teams, really. Yeah. That's close as it gets. It was a cool Mm -hmm. game, too. Um, he, uh, he's also yeah. been named um, first team All Big Sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, nice. yeah, Sandpoint product. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's been amazing to talk to. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's just a really humble kid, and he, he's mm-hmm. going to do a lot of good things. I'm thinking there's big big things in his future, and he'll he'll be back next year for the Grizz too. So mm-hmm. I, ho- I hope the uh, Grizz can pull out uh, win in that game. That would yeah. be huge. South Dakota State mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is that, that's in Chattanooga, right? Is it always? Um, no. Yeah. Frisco, knows? Texas. Frisco, Texas. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking of I think a dozen years ago they they played it in Chattanooga and yes, lost in a heartbreaker. I, I think that was against it. Furman. Yeah, I still wake up. Am I we went to sweating thinking about that sure. game. No. Um, let's see. So, uh, we, what else? Yeah. There is ahead. one other mm-hmm. athlete. Um. You might recognize her name. I think she graduated 2019 from Sandpoint. Her name is Riley Walkington. And uh, she used to play soccer at Eastern Washington University, mm-hmm. transferred to Concordia University, Irvine, Division II school down in um, California, Southern California. And she was just named all second team Pac West. And in the Division II West Regional, I believe it was the. Um, semi quarterfinal, mm-hmm. she scored the game winning goal um, for a team against Cal State San Marcos. And I actually talked to the sports 
I don't know what they call it, sports communicator, I think was, but mm. usually the sports mm-hmm. information person at yeah. um, Concordia University, Irvine. And he told me that it's the third time since she's been at Concordia Uni- University, Irvine, that she scored a game-winning goal, and two of those have been in the playoffs. And those were over the last two years. Huh. I think she had um, six or seven goals this season. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, another Sandpoint product on the next level, just just doing great things. And uh, also did an interview with her um, earlier uh, last month, and um, she's actually going to be staying down there in Newport Beach, California, working for a sports agency. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Thought yeah. that was really cool, and yeah, I mean, there's there's just a lot of really good uh, athletes from up here doing great things on the next level, and mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. deserves to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're uh, as always we're over time. Um, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oh man, the uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's the first 49ers. Question. You think yeah. so? Uh, yeah, I, I think. Hey, the come 49ers on, the Seahawks the just shot. knocked off. You know, the Phillies, and that oh. was quite a game. I don't know if you watched that. Yeah. They Wishful thinking, I think. Last six <laughs> seconds there. Uh-huh. Well, it is for the Seahawks. But yeah. you never know. You know, yeah. you get into these play, they yeah. go off through the playoffs, and the team could turn yeah, it on. Any, any game could But Baltimore looks win. really strong as well. Mm-hmm. They do. Um, I'm a Chargers fan, so I don't really have much to say. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think. Um, my dad's been a Seahawks fan um, since the early '80s, and uh, I know he would really hope that they get in. And mm-hmm. um, if anyone's li- listening who doesn't know, I'm from the Philadelphia, so he's he's been a Seahawks fan in Philadelphia since the really? '80s. So. He's not for the Eagles, huh? Yeah, ever, ever <laughs> since Steve Largent. Oh, so really? huh. that's that's huh. been his thing, and it, okay. yeah, they've been doing pretty well. And I, I hope they. I just was telling mm-hmm. my coworker the other day. I said, I hope they went out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they pretty much need to win out to get into the playoffs even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> Okay. Uh we didn't get to the Shohei Otani contract, but you can oh, tell me boy. about that off the air. I'm <laughs> okay. baffled by yeah. it. Um anything else that we need to discuss before we call it? No. I think that's it. Okay. Well, hey Max, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Telling us in on sports. <clears throat> yeah. Th- thanks for having me. Thank you very much. I guess um next week it'll be uh, recorded show talking kind of recapping the news of the year yep. so this is next, our last next week uh, on Friday mm-hmm. we'll have news of the year mm-hmm. we're actually going to record that for the Wednesday show but we'll replay it again mm-hmm. uh, for the Friday show people can hear what some of the local journalists think are the biggest stories of the year mm-hmm. um, yeah that should be good so I guess this is our last live moment uh, of 2023 yeah. we'll be back in 24 yeah it is. All right. And this okay. is a brand new show, folks. Uh-huh. They're still kind of discovering that we're doing a new show on Fridays. So mm-hmm. pass the word if you're out there listening and uh, let other folks know that it's, you can kind of tune in here on Fridays at 8 and get a little roundup of things that happened in town for the week. <clears throat> yes, please do. Okay. Uh, well, good morning. Merry Christmas. I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs>